absolutely amazing. I'm just tongue tied, just talking about it, thinking about yes. it. Yes, I'm a favorite now. <laughs> Welcome to the Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you for change, and motivate you for success. Hi, I'm your host and coach, Len DeCarmine. And I am telling you tonight, we have an exceptional show talking about your authentic self. And our guest tonight is going to be phenomenal. But before I get into him and get into all that fun stuff, let me introduce my two favorite co-hosts, the one and only Christopher Shiver. Hey, Chris, guys. What's going on tonight? Pretty good tonight. I just want to say I'm excited about tonight because being able to bring out the authentic self, being able to see that in yourself and being able to present yourself and show up that way as well. And so I, I really think our, 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 our guest today is gonna really hit home on that better than anybody else I know out there right now in the self-development community, in the life coaching community. I don't think there's anybody out there that does authenticity better than who's about to come up right now. I won't spoil it. Won't spoil it. All right, I love it, I love it. And Fred Martinez, welcome. Hey, what's up guys, what's up? Um, Great, you know, I thought we were gonna talk about Star Wars, man. Well, I guess tonight we'll be talking about the, the when we were talking about the authentic self as being, bring out the inner Yoda in you. Ooh, oh, that's what I'm talking that. about, yeah. <laughs> Let's just get right into it. Our special guest tonight, we like to call him the holistic entrepreneur. He's a businessman, he's a thought thinker, he is a motivational, Guru, we'll just say he's just a laid-back, fun guy. We have the one and only Rick Ely with us in the house tonight. Rick, what's going on? Oh, thank you, Len. Thank you, Fred. And yes, thank you, Mr. Shriver. Thank you. Uh, gosh, man, I'm just glad to be here. I, I thought we were talking Star Wars, Fred. That's when we, you know, when I showed up anyway. I, And then we're here we're talking about the authentic self being the authentic self and it, that would require no masks and you know here we are um raw not naked i got clothes on so we're all right we're doing all right we're, i mean you know i mean we're, we're doing all right i didn't know what to expect but i did know one thing i knew that the entire universe was conspiring to bless me and those I dearly love. I knew that I was coming into a safe sandbox with friends that weren't going to hit me upside the head with the dump truck. I knew that those coming before me and those going after me and those with me, that the entire universe, like the hills are alive. Like there is nothing formed against me that can do anything but bless me. So I'm walking into my stuff, man. I'm walking into the richness who I really am. And wow, that felt so good. Can you just feel that when you talk and walk yourself into that state, into that place of being who you really are, who you came to be, what you came to do? Now, this is, uh, this is a beautiful journey. And you can't do this without coming from the deepest place your heart okay this is what i'm talking about this is what we're talking about you guys didn't show up and come just the three of you to maybe you did maybe you did just play with your friends have a lot of fun and make a lot of money and that's okay right that's okay there's nothing wrong with playing with your friends having a lot of fun and making a lot of money there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that And there's so much more. There's, there's so much more, right? There's so much more to this story. Well, I want to know. I mean, I, I came here to learn. I came here to share who I am, but I came here to learn from you guys. You're the guru. You're doing this every day. You made the commitment. You're unstoppable. You're unshakable. You're, you're the one that's created the movement. You've got the momentum. There's a flywheel effect. It's not stopping so where are you going with this? That's what I want to know. I want to know where you're going with this. Who is it that you guys want to be? What is it? I just fell into this flywheel and I got all this energy and momentum and I didn't, I walked into this. 
Well, welcome, Rick. <laughs> welcome to our fly trap. Damn. A lot of people don't know don't know how to be. They, they're always looking for the have. What do I have to have in order to be be who I want to be? And so they're just taking on that responsibility of this is me and taking ownership and being so they can do what they need to do to have what they want in life. And like you were saying, you know, just being with your friends, being in the sandbox. It's okay. You know, it's kind of like our lives. It's, it's okay. We just get banged up and we come right back out and we don't stop. You know, we don't stop. And when, when the people in our lives, the ones that we love the most, it just they want to pull away because it's getting tight. You just wrap them up a little tighter and you say, look, I got you. Yeah. Look, I got you. I ain't going anywhere. I signed up for this. This is what we're here for. And uh, yeah, so that's a story about adoption. You know, that's the uh, that's the Ohana. You know, that's the one where you you bring them into your fold, and you never let go. You you just you love unconditionally with everything you have. And so yeah, I'm a I'm a father. I'm a husband. 21 years, been married, a holistic entrepreneur. I've been rich, been poor, been sick, healthy, and somewhere in between. I, I think I got to a place where, where there was nothing left. Like I, like I'd had a net worth of about 20 million. I went down to about a negative 10 uh, as a real estate developer, and then. I got, it took me about seven years to get back to a break even only to the point where I, you know, filed bankruptcy and started all over. Sure. And, you know, uh, along the way you say, well, I'm going to kill myself with alcohol and come out mm -hmm. the other side. And I, and I got, and I got my kids, I got my family, I've got everything. And I had a friend of mine one time, he said, well, you know what? You no, know, once you're a pickle, can you, I mean, once you turn into a pickle, can you ever you know, turn back into a cucumber because <laughs> oh, that was a serious question man it like screwed my head up I mean it made me think like oh hell no I don't want to be a cucumber <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> I want to be cool like a cucumber no I want to be pickled <laughs> but it depends what type of pickle I don't like sweet pickles, all right? I, I don't like them in my tuna. I just give me a dill pickle. I don't want sweet pickles. Yeah, man. No, it's a it's one heck of a ride. Um and I and I came through the other side. Thankful, grateful. Yeah. Um now what do you want to know? I'm an open book, clean slate. I mean, I've had yeah. to tell my wife things that you know no man should ever have to express to his wife and come out the other side. You know, that stuff ain't easy, bro. Sure. This stuff ain't easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're ongoing. I just wrote a check for earnest money. I'm buying a hundred acres. And I, I mean, every step you take, every time you go out and you do something and you carve it out and you say you dare to dream, you dare to carve it out, you dare to make your mark on the world and create something that's better than you, that is more than you, that is not for you, but for everyone that you are cultivating to experience life with. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm talking about forging it for the wind out of the deepest place of your heart. I'm mm. in that place where you got nothing but to give. You can't outgive God. You can't outgive the universe. And once you get that and you come from that place, you come forth from that place, there is no fear. There is nothing that can stop you. And you sometimes you just have to hold the world together. You have to hold the world together for your wife. You have to hold the world together for your kids. And sometimes you can just let go. Yeah. And let all the hey, chips fall out and go. Hey, Rick, when did you start having this enlightenment in your life? Because most people, when we interview, they have that, they don't have that ball of energy like you have and this passion and this excitement that you have right now there's got to be where what is this journey that has gotten from where you were to where you are right now yeah it, it's a story right it's it, the perception is uh, you know how do you get there 
like I've always been there. I, I was talking to my friend Clifford Starks one day. I flew into Phoenix and I, I had to go give this dude a hug because we hooked up and we were like brothers. Like I knew I just. And he asked me that same question. I mean, we're, we're man to man, God to God. Mm-hmm. Just eyeball to eyeball. He says, dude, when did you like, when did you wake up? I said, bro, I've always been. Yeah. And he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know. And the truth is, we all have. We all are. It's not not outside of us it's not somewhere to go get or you gotta go find your quest and go be that it's it's all inside you it's it never was not you it's like you can't not be you you can't not be your authentic self now you may not know what's driving you you may not know all of the triggers and all the drivers and why you do what you do but you can't not be you and yet that you <laughs> that that is not in the driver's seat, the one that just flows through you, that's the part that that's the mystery. See, that's the mystery. Because I want to say what you felt and what you saw was that. Right? Because that's the yielding to something that is greater than yourself. Because it couldn't just come from me. It has to come from like, like this body, right? This is a vehicle. This is a, I'm parking my, I'm parking my soul in this for a little bit and I'm taking a ride and uh, it's one hell of a ride, man. (laughs) It's one hell of a ride. What am I going to say? I mean, damn, I'm like 48 years old. I look like I'm 25 and I mean, I've had one hell of a ride. You brought up stuff that made me kind of realize when you're talking about the sandbox is letting that inner child out to play. And we have forgot that because when you look at children and how they are, they're just having fun, embracing life and just, just the joy that they bring in and that excitement. And I, what I see now is how we let these conditions from our past control us. And, I, and that's a thing where most people haven't awoken to let my child come out to play, take off that mask, take off that armor and show that authentic self and just have fun because tomorrow's not guaranteed. But what is, is right now in this moment. I agree. I think all there is is the present. All there is is right now. You know, when I there's there's processes, right? There there's a process. There's a strategy. We have strategies for everything we do. You know, whether it's brushing your teeth or getting up out of bed. And you know, I think when you know who it is you want to be, or you recognize having and being that is enough. I think where we get in trouble, where I get in trouble, and this is just me, I mean, because all I can do is express my own experiences. That's all I have to share from are my own experiences, and I get to learn from yours. And as long as I'm coming out from my, from the deepest place of my heart, I'm not trying to cover up or mask, you know, what I'm really experiencing, and I'm just let it feel what it is. If it feels like shitty and squishy and all that nasty shit, well, you know what? It probably is. It's okay. It, <laughs> Let it go, right? You just, you let that stuff go. And and at some point, you learn emotional intelligence, you know, at what breaking point that is. Everyone is different. Do you have to have a breaking point to learn emotional intelligence? You know, I don't, I don't have the answers. I do have the answers for me. You know, that's what I got. And, And what I say to others is, look, everything is inside of you. You have everything inside of you. It's not out there somewhere. There's no guru. You're the freaking guru. You know, pay attention. Your body's talking to you. We don't even have to be sick. Like dis-ease is just that. Dis- your body's not in homeostasis. Your body. And I've 
I've experienced spontaneous healing. I've experienced many of these things that have started interviewing. I was sick of myself. Like I, like I, I had to, I had to find a way to speak out, talk to myself because I just I wasn't that. And so I started using a, I started using a video camera, and just recording live video. And then I do eventually started doing live videos, and I took on an alter ego, um, the breath of Eli. And I took I put I put this armor on so that I could I had a crutch to be me and it was a limp into that. It really was. It was a limp into my authentic self. And it wasn't until I could really be that and, and not have to I mean, man, I, I laid down everything. I mean my my wife was gone, you know. I mean everything's in front of you all you choose. It's all theirs. I'm, simultaneously it's all of the spectrums are there and whatever you're being is that yeah is, is that and you can have the ones that you love all pulling at the table apart and screaming and crying and and saying you know i don't like this but still you know pull it all together you know you can still pull it all together and the last thing we want to do is create pain for one another, right? I mean, we don't want to be, after where I was at the call, I was at, at the struggle of place of, man, I'm, I'm always at cause. I'm 100% responsible for my reality, for my world. That means I'm 100% responsible for my experiences and whatever I'm putting out, whatever I'm being, you know, in the face of my wife, in the face of my children, they're mirrors for me in ways that I don't even have the understanding for in the moment. But if I can have the emotional intelligence, I just breathe and I come back to that place. And that's where that breath of Eli, that alter ego came in because it was that. It anchored me back to the breath. It got me back to. I'm at peace. I'm deep in my soul. I'm deep in my center. And that one thing to do, to just breathe, take that deep breath and go back to ground and center is enough. Talk about these masks. Well, these masks will force you to have shallow breath. When your breath is shallow, you're you're in fight or flight. You're you're not in harmony. You're not in homeostasis. And you know, I have the courage to face the current reality. I have the courage to say, yes, this is where we are. Twenty, you know, twenty twenty COVID, all this stuff, and say. Yes, and yes, and well, I'm whole, not in fear. And I think if anything, if I could do anything, it would just be to, to let others know that, to let myself know, to just be that, to be that peace, to be that calm in whatever's going on in the world. I mean, I know we got to have fun and everything. Hey, don't get me wrong. There's a there's a lot of craziness going on out there in the world. That's not what I want to pay attention to. I have to have the courage to face the current reality and show up as my authentic self, not in fear. And sometimes that takes, um, it's abrasive. Sometimes you come across, it, it, it can be, it can be abrasive. And I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning to to balance those things because I know what it is I want to experience and I'll fight for it. And like I told my wife, you know, I fight for it. I you ain't, you ain't getting rid of me. I'm, I'll fight for it. And uh, I have a friend. I ask my wife to marry me every day. Y'all think I'm crazy. I know I got a friend of mine. Rick, you're crazy because what if she says no? <laughs> sure. And I said, well, then I'd know. And I got to I got to that point the other day where I just knew I was I wasn't going to ask her in the middle of the day at that moment in time because I didn't want to hear the answer. So if you know what it is you want to experience and you're willing to go after it with everything that you have, that's all it takes. You come from the deep of your heart, 
you know what? You're going to trip, you're going to fall, you're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. You're going to get bloody. You know, it's, it happens. It's life. You want to know something? I should be dead up more times over than I really care to admit. I'm, I was a crab fisherman. I did. I, I fished crab up in the Bering Sea, Kodiak, Alaska. And uh, I took a one-way ticket to Kodiak when I was 18 to go crab fishing to pay for flight school because I wanted to be an airline pilot. I did that, crazy son of a gun. <laughs> but I did it. I damn near died a few times. <laughs> we, we always hear that story when we were in college. It's like, okay, for the summer, we're going to go off to Alaska and we're going to make tons of money, but we're, we're, we're going to work on, work on the fisherman boat. And then we would also hear the other side of yeah, go work in Saudi Arabia because if you're there for two years, you don't have to pay taxes and they put you up in a little compound. Didn't realize that the time we were saying that was a time when the whole Gulf War ended up taking off. You know, that's a funny story. It's not so funny, but my I was fishing tuna. My first job on a tuna boat. And I was fishing down in Mexico and my my cousin had just gotten out of the Marine Corps. He just served in the Gulf and he was flying gunnymen in a chopper and he developed some asthma or whatever it was and and He'd come fishing. He'd come offload the boats with me from time to time. He came out and he said, he said, he wanted to go, you know, do some more fighting. And, and I said, man, I said, yo, guys, I said, why don't you come fishing with me? Why don't you come fishing with me? Why are you? I was a kid that, like, he was a couple years older than me. And, and I knew, like, when Desert Storm was coming, like, I really... I gone to Canada. I was a pussy. That's my truth. Like I didn't. I don't know what it was to be a warrior, except recently, mm. and that's through the eyes of my son. Like yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what that. Was. I could never have seen that had I not seen it through his eyes, through my son's eyes. His son had to show me that man. Want to know what he said to me one day? He called me up when my wife and I were having trouble and he, because my wife had called him and said, Hey, your dad's thinking X. And, and he calls me up and he says, Dad, he says, you need to get your head out of your ass and pay attention to the one woman who stood by your, by your side your entire life. Talk to me then. That takes balls. Yeah, sure does. Okay, I hope I didn't crash your no. show. I have like <laughs> this, no, is... Rick, this, is, this is absolutely amazing because this is what this show is about is for others to learn about other people's journey and realize it's it's not that easy. We, we, we're all lied to based upon social media about you know things looking so easy and everyone's life is perfect. But it's not that way. There's a lot of road bumps and challenges that everyone faces along the line to get them to where they are now. You know, like you said, you were very well off and then you lost everything, got things back again. You know, things in your relationship were up and down and that's how life is. And people want the instant gratification of the beautiful house, the beautiful woman, the awesome cars now. But life is a journey. Life Life is about being enjoyed and and t- and appreciating all those things along the way, good or bad. And you sharing your story today is really resonating, I think, with all of us uh, about your your experiences. And and we're probably all thinking, I know myself personally about my own personal experiences and the things I've gone through, my ups and downs in relationships, my struggles of getting businesses on and off the ground, job hopping here and there to try to get to where I want to be. And that's that peace and having fun and making money with my friends and just living life to the fullest. Yeah, it, it really is that journey because it's all there all the time, like all yeah. spectrums. And you, it's whatever you're paying attention to in the moment. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to understand because we like are, can't I, I should speak for myself. Sure. Oftentimes I have, Difficulty holding attention for more than seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Bam! I, I, I get, I get wow, it. seven seconds—that's it. 
Yeah, maybe maybe three. <laughs> squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> but that's where like the entrepreneur in me recognizes, okay, I can't be satisfied plugging, plugging. I'm not a I, I just couldn't sit and go nose down all the time. I mean, you're right, Fred. It's play. That's the secret. The secret is being the kid. And my, my friend, one of my mentors, a um, guy by the name of Dusty Staub, he's Staub Leadership International. He's been teaching heart-centered leadership since for 30 years. He's like literally the – he's the world's foremost expert on heart-centered leadership because he wrote the book. And we had, we were, we were having a conversation one day and I've taken some of his training. I was actually on a retreat with him in Ireland. Dude, seven years old, he kicked my butt in yoga. <laughs> Every morning, seven o'clock, he kicked my butt. I mean, he could not keep up with this dude. Mm. And he was 69 then. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the, the reality is, is very close. And he said to me, Rick, you're childlike. It's almost scary because you, it, it's disarming. It's disarm. Is it? It's so disarming because you're, you're like a little child. You're like a little kid and you're, there's no ulterior motive. There's no way to weave around it. You're just, at your raw authenticity. And, you know, you're talking to a guy who's unraveled a lot of pieces. I mean, he'd identified 64 sub-personalities within himself that he could identify with. And he'd say, Rick, you're like a little kid. You're like this child. It's, you're there. And it's disarming. It scares me. Oh, I, I there's, love some, that. there's some power to that. There is. Very much. I, you know, okay, Rick, I got a question I wanted to ask you because you have a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge. You know, we're both uh, we're both the same age. So I would like to pick your brain on the, if you can give all of us and our viewers some wisdom on your journey. Rob, you're that. I mean, you are that. I, some wisdom. I'm... It's all inside you. I'm no guru. I'm no guru. Pay attention to pay attention to how you feel inside your body. Like I feel my way through life. I gotta feel my way through it. I mean, I don't have all the answers. Like I, some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth sometimes. I go, damn, I just said that. I unleashed that. Ah. <laughs> Can you just stop that? I mean, if you just the inner Yoda, right? I mean, let's go back to Yoda. It's like, hmm. Sometimes less is more. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate the floor, though, Fred. What would you say? What would the wisdom? I mean, I, I'm really interested in what your perspective is because I, I don't know without a lens, right? And when I say safe, <clears throat> why are my safe? Why are my sandboxes safe? I'm, I'm, I'm want to hear you. I want to, I want to hear you, please. Okay. So what I would, my, my wisdom is appreciating the time we have on life because I have realized this when I was able to see, I was very fortunate to see both my parents passing away, then grasping for their last breath, seeing them being surrounded by the loved ones, their children. And what did they want more than anything else? They wanted the love. They wanted more time with all of us that was that was surrounding them. And the thing is, is that when you looked at my father, like when I found out my father had pancreatic con cancer, they said that he had six months to live. It turned out to be six days. 
So the thing there, I looked at it as appreciating every moment of time because we waste it so much by all the stupid fucking shit out there and all the the stupid things of comparing ourselves the jealousy the envious whatever it might be and i just it just makes me so angry at times but it makes me realize saying hey that is their life that is what's going on with them but what's what's going on with me is appreciation and that is the thing that i can give to people is saying just appreciate the moment that you have. Yeah. I, I love that. Appreciate it. Appreciate what's present. Appreciate what's present in the moment. And I just remember that you're the one writing the story, right? You are the author. You're the creator. And everyone else in your world, they're, they're characters in the play. They're supporting roles that's where I don't get too caught up in another person's story, right? I, but I want to understand clearly defined. And that's why I said the best thing that a friend could do for me is to clearly define who it is that they are, how they want me to share them with my friends, how they want me to share them with the world. I understand their story. And then I understand my role. Because my role is to, to see the highest ideal in humanity. By being the highest ideal in me. When I'm not that, well, that's what I'm paying attention to. And look, I'm not perfect. None of us are. I'm short with my kids. Sometimes I, I say stuff I don't want to say to my wife. I look, we're human beings. We're we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And I just want to come from the place of my deepest heart and love fully. I no other way now. I think once you're cracked open, you know, once you've cracked something open inside of you, if you don't show up every day and you're fullest, you just die and wither away. And that's the, I think that's the, the difference is when you, you know that, like you're saying, Fred, when you know that you're wasting time or you're squandering it, and you don't know what you don't know at the same time, right? And so the perspective, if you can flip that perspective here, and I'll just work on a little master reframe. Yeah. It's for me, not against me. That's enough. There's no need for mastery any more than that. I don't need to overcomplicate it. Lynn, what say you? Where's, how do you tie all of this in to doing what you do? I, you have a, a tremendous amount of knowledge and wisdom and business and people. There's some things that you've mastered in life, and I haven't paid attention yet, but I'd really like to learn. I really would. And I, I'd like to learn more from Chris, and I'd like to learn more from Fred. I guess that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about learning what I don't know, what I don't uh, playing with people that are have great energy, that are changing the world, making it what they want to experience, that are fearless, don't know how to shrink back from challenges, whether it's financial, emotional, or whatever they are. But if you have the courage to face the current reality and you have the courage to come from the deepest place of your heart, you have the courage to dream. Boy, there's not much more you, you I mean, there's nothing you can't do. You know, Rick, one thing that I kind of see is you are, you mentioned it about you are the superhero, you are the main person in your story and the other thing that i kind of see is that what you're doing is you are being the supporting cast the, not the main actor and everybody else's story too so you're you're giving them the ability to be that shining star so they can be bright i used to try to be like the superstar in everybody's story point fred Thanks for the reminder. Appreciate the reflection. You know, that's the thing about that's that's the thing about it, right? You cannot see or recognize something that you haven't been or imagined. 
And so where we take the, you know, the emotional cue, what does that mean? And then we start dissecting it, breaking it apart. I, you can't not be your authentic self. Going back to that topic of being authentic, you cannot not be authentic. You just don't know what you don't know. And I don't know what I don't know until I have a reflection. Somebody says to me, hey, Rick, you're a pretty cool dude. Um, how'd you come up with that stuff? Oh, I was just paying attention. <laughs> I, sometimes, I, 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 sometimes that's all it takes is just paying attention because where other people aren't. You know, and, and I love what you're saying. You're right. We don't know what we don't know. It's a blind spot for us until it's either pointed out or until we figure out our own or get more knowledge to discover what that is. And having the right people surrounding you gets you to that place, I think, a little bit faster, you know, so that you can discover more of who you are and how you are with other people around you. You know, you know, even with this movement that we've created, you know, we're taking a stand for other people who don't feel that they have a voice. And we're speaking to amazing people, or like I say, extraordinary people like yourself, to really get people to understand more about who they are and become more self-aware, more passionate, to be inspired, to make the change. Because like we talked about earlier, just, you know, that little extra hello or that smile or opening the door for somebody should be something huge for that person. And you taking action can make a difference in somebody's life. I mean, they might be walking in thinking about hurting themselves or committing suicide and, you know, thinking nothing ever works out for them and everybody's mean to them. But you just being able to open that door at the convenience store for them could be a life-changing moment for them. And and the things that you've been talking about tonight, especially saying that, you know, we're, we're our soul is is having a body experience that resonates with me very well because I say that quite often because that's what I, I truly believe. I mean, our souls are here having this experience to understand more about what it's like to be human. And that's what our show is, is about, is about having people understand it's okay to have flaws, okay to screw up, okay to have these fears, but again, taking ownership and responsibility and feeling where that really resonates with you and what those feelings are like and really having the experience in the now, in the present and understanding it. We don't take our time to really understand where these feelings have come from. These feelings are anger and sadness and really where is it resonating in our body for us to really be one with it. And we're just not doing that. We're, we're passing blame and making up excuses and not really taking ownership. And taking ownership goes back to being authentic to you, to who you are and to the people around you. And that's, yeah. and that's my view on, on, you know, where my view on how I see things and where we're at or where we're going with this and the changes that we want to make in our own lives. Cause this is a journey for the three of us and an opportunity for us to meet amazing people along that journey to really connect and for us to explore together the meaning of life and how that is for each person, their different perspectives. Cause my perspective and your perspective can be different. And you spoke about that earlier you can only talk from your perspective and all of ours is different. Even though we might be in the same situation at the same moment, we're viewing it differently, which is crazy, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. Perception that there's an infinite amount of perception. That's why you, it's, that's why it's, we're infinite. Yes. Yeah. I, I really like that. It's true. We are infinite, you know, even though, you know, our bodies come and go, our soul moves on to the next, to the next thing that we're meant to do or meant to learn or meant to become in our lives. Uh, it's an interesting perspective meant. Like, well, who meant that even? Because it's, I, I love, I, I love the quiet. I love it when somebody makes me think. Mm. And Len, you do that for me. You allow me to think for myself and get me curious. Makes me want to spend more time with it. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad I, I, I'm helping you there. 
I appreciate that. Well, it's uh, true. <laughs> it's, it's true. I made me think. But I, I mean, guess no, that's aren't what you... we're supposed to be doing. It's we we're supposed to be invoking questions about ourselves from each other. That's the point, isn't it? Like, like, like the, to life, right? We, we we were all born on this planet individually, all different, well, with different perceptions of every little freaking thing possible, including ourselves and of each other. So then what other purpose, you know, what other other thing do we need to worry about other than understanding each other's perspectives? <laughs> what else do we need to be worried about? <laughs> but, but Chris also adds that even though we come in individually, we're all still connected as a collective. We still have our energies that bounce off of each other. We're still connected in one way, in, as a, in my opinion, both as being a human being and also to the nature and earth the earth that we're on. I mean, we're all radiating something of different vibrations and frequencies. We're all interconnected. Yeah, there's no separation. Mm-hmm. Zero. Yeah. Zero separation. The only the separation exists in the perception of judgment. That's the only place it exists. The moment that we we cannot accept ideally in a judgment and make a judgment say nope that's not and and then we separate ourselves tangibly only to come back to it Mm -hmm. Uh, only only to come back to accepting that what you are because you're not separate from any of it that's the thing that makes it so scary right because you look out and you see your worst fears that cast the worst shadow and anybody who's ever done any shadow work right and you look back and you and you see yourself amplified. You see it. Look, I, I, when you asked this, you said, at what point, you know, at what point did this come to? And there, there was a point in the last few years, in the last uh, about three years ago, I was at a place where I was actually on dry land in my boat out in the front yard. I'm sitting there smoking a doobie and I'm just is going to be next i'm like almost finished with the the bankruptcy i just finished with the bankruptcy and i'm going damn what's what am i gonna like somebody a friend of mine showed up at my house and they offered to partner with me and do some other kind of business and it was like somebody had handed me a check for a couple million bucks and and i was feeling like even though I didn't have anything to prove any of this, my house is upside down. It's yeah. I mean, I'm in bankruptcy, dude. I just signed all my papers away and I got nothing. I got, I'm, but at least I'm worth like not negative nothing. Right. I, but the point, the point was this is I'm sitting there and all of a sudden a light bulb went off. Like something came through me. And it was all inside of me. I knew that that Hitler, I said this, Hitler and Jesus were all inside of me. And I was all of the light and I was all of the dark. That's right. And in that moment, I was oh, fuck. And I was just like, oh, man, I'm like, crap, I'm not a victim. And I've been placing all this blame and all this stuff on you know, my parents and my, you know, I've been molested. I did all this crap. They sent me away. I've been abandoned. And this is my story. And to, dude, I own this. Like, I made this. Like, I created all of this. Yes. All the worst and all of the best of it. And that, wow. Whew, what are we going to do next? And then I moved to Hawaii. And I sat on the beach for a couple of years. For a year, well, my wife went. My my wife went to work, and I I smoked pot on the beach for about nine months, and and I ended up coming home and starting all over. Got my house back, and uh, on the right track. I've just made an offer on a hundred acres, closed a few deals this year, put a, made a couple hundred grand in equity, and going to make another million next year. But it's not about money. See, has nothing to do with the money because I didn't have anything to begin with. It's all out of there. It's 
and I don't know how to explain this. Like nothing's real, but real estate, like real estate, a real, it, you have an estate in something real. And, and when I was teaching wealth creation formulas and teaching people, and quite frankly, I was just, I was addicted to money. I had my identity tied up in my net worth, what I could create with my hands, you know, worry. And until I think until you let go of the story, until you let go of the identity of what you think that you are, and that's the place, right? The letting go of everything and then being in the present moment and then rise up out of the ashes. It's some crazy shit to manifest. I mean, who knows? There, I don't say that there's nothing impossible, right? I, who says we only live X amount of years? I, you know? I don't have all the answers. I do believe we're learning and growing each day. And, you know, it's my honor to, to be a support for my friends, to be a support for my family, to be that, you know, to be the highest ideal of me. And just keep doing it. Thanks for showing up and leading the way, guys, because I, I need some great examples to follow you. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate you being here with us tonight, Rick. I mean, <clears throat> you have really enlightened us. You brought, you know, made us think as well and really brought some great insight today on on our show, especially, you know, about what you're just saying here about, about you know, you have control of your story. You can change it. You can rewrite it. You can choose to be a victim. You can choose not to be a victim. You can choose to own it. And you should take ownership for everything in your life, both good and bad. And that's very powerful because a lot of people don't know how to do it. They don't think about it. And it's always easier, like you said, to cast blame. It's everybody else's fault except for mine. But once you really take that ownership, that's where the authenticness of yourself really comes out and shines to give you the world of, of you know, the world being limitless to you. Being able to do what, what you need to do, being fearless, mm. being in control and not letting life control you. And then you brought up something right there when you're talking about taking ownership yeah. uh, to a situation that happened today. So I was doing a, a job interview and it, there was a breakdown in communication because the, I was on a phone, whereas they wanted me to be on Skype. There was, they, there was no direction to say, hey, you need to be on Skype. What ended up happening is we couldn't continue with the rest of the interview because uh, they needed to show me things and I needed to discuss what was the issue or whatever the problem might be. I had to apologize. The breakdown of the communication, taking that extreme ownership mm -hmm. of the breakdown of communication, profusely apologized and left it up to them saying, if you would like to continue the interview uh, at a later day, I would be open to that, but it's their responsibility. It's basically, I'm just saying here, if they want that, it's great. If not, it's not a big deal. But when I did that, I released it. And what ended up happening is I got some other company calling me up saying, Hey, we want to interview you. Mm -hmm. So things, when things look like their doors are closing and opportunities are closing, there's always opportunity that's, that's there that you don't realize. Always. It's it's all there in the I want to say like the secret to this manifestation to what you know to this powerful creation what it is you want to experience because I've been doing that boys I mean I've been I've been living my life and and I know you guys have been too you haven't stopped you haven't stopped and when you can master the art of feeling it fully from your deepest center and coming at it with that thought and being unattached to the outcome and just letting it go and just being that don't it's not it chases you it chases you <laughs> you can't it just chases you it runs you down yeah it, it runs you down and you can't stop it because it's just that's who you are you know, let that come out. Let and you know, open up that channel. Be you, man. Uh, thank you. I've 
I'm honored to be here, guys. Thanks for letting me just spill my beans and talk talk story because this Pono, man, that's his that's his Pono. Yep, yep. Well, right, we're coming to the end of our show here, so we want to thank you for being here. If somebody wants to reach out with, to you or connect with you, is there any way possible that they can do that? Yeah, actually, I would say go to PonoQuest, you know, PonoQuest.com. It's, uh, it's our tribe, you know. It, it's a place where we're it's, – it's the journey. And Chris and Len and Fred, I, I understand that you guys are – you're working on a university and I want to say that we want to be part of that, that portal quest. We want to be part of that. We want to be part of your journey. We want you to use our platform. We want to give you our platform to play with as a playground. Do what you do. Take it, use it, be, go forth and multiply, mm-hmm. you know, be Pono. You are, you're that. And we'll figure it all out along the way, but we want to play, you know, you you are extraordinary beings and you are on the move. So thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Rick. We are gonna we look forward to collaborating with you on things, having you back on the show, and just seeing where this relationship and this friendship can go with you. So we're excited to have you here and for people to get to know more about you and what you're up to and your journey. So thank you very much. Ah, my pleasure, my honor. Thank you, gentlemen. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you. So those who want to know more about Rick or about the Extraordinary Being Movement, head over to our website at theextraordinarybeingmovement.com where you can get tons of information, our latest podcasts, some original things, and tons of resources. Please download us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and all those great podcast platforms so you can take advantage of these episodes. You can listen to them over and over again and get the real value inside. But before we go, I want to get some final thoughts from my two favorite co-hosts. Let's go with Fred Martinez. Fred, final thoughts. Things happen for a reason in life. Sometimes there's a saying out there, a season. It's a things happen for a season uh, or for a reason. And you look at it as it doesn't matter what it is. It is just happening to you and to embrace it. And thank you so much, Rick, for allowing us to be part of your your journey. And you definitely resonated and brought a lot of insight, wisdom, and and this this plethora of energy. Uh, it's just like this the shower of energy. It's like I love it. It's 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 addicting, and it's uh and it's just like, and I definitely see this is contagious. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Thank you, Fred, for those words. And Chris Shiver, what do you have to say, friend? Oh, to be uh, straight, straight to the point, uh, what I love about what we talked about, what Rick said was, what I got from it, plain and simple, if you are able and you are being your full authentic self in any moment, life will chase you. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it, guys. I appreciate it. Another wonderful show. Another extraordinary guest. Again, for those who want to learn more about the Extraordinary Being Movement, please visit us at theextraordinarybeingmovement.com. Like us on Facebook, YouTube, and all those great social media sites. Until next time, be safe. Have fun. (music) 